I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I say that in because we're getting ready to talk about cars going nearly 200 miles an hour with Adam Alexander. And I just had to get that insignificant tidbit. Have you thought about the wagon train lately, Adam? Have you given it's it any thought? Bit, actually, uh, you know, I think it was about five or six years ago, my son was doing a project on the Oregon Trail. Wow. And so that was probably the last time that the uh, the wagon train thought process came into my mind. There you go. There you go. See, this is why I, I bring up this stuff for a reason. <laughs> uh, go ahead, man. Always great to spend some time with you, Adam. The all-star race, uh, we've reached that. We're in Texas. Um, we figure it's going to be pretty hot out there as well. Um, but, but thoughts about the things there. And as always uh, – Time to do some different things with the format when we get to the All-Star Race. How are you with that? How do you think it's been received, especially uh, the changes with qualifying? I liked what they tried last night with qualifying. I thought that was unique and different. And, you know, it's anytime you try something new, you never know what the results are, are going to be, which is, is what that process is all about. And, and I have not really gotten an evaluation on what NASCAR thought of, of last night. Uh, but I, I do like that head-to-head and involving the pit crews like, like they did. And, and it's something that, especially with an all-star race, that you should, to me, continue to do and, and allow it, uh, you know, to evolve and see where it goes. And, and, uh, and you know, I, we've seen a lot of out-of-the-box things, including points races on dirt. And, and there were a lot of folks that were like, that's the craziest thing you could ever do. And, and obviously that has turned out to be – uh, something that that is enjoyable and, and a huge success. So I like what they did with qualifying format tonight. It, it seems to be a little bit of a moving target with the All Star format. They've never settled in on one thing. It's part of the lure, I think, of the All Star race is what is the format going to be this year. And it's another one of those things, just like the pit stop, you, or just like qualifying with a pit stop. You don't know how that's going to play out till you execute it. But but they've got some elements tonight that I think at the end of the day should should create good racing and in particular in that final stage when the money's on the line. So that's what it's all about. Adam, I'm, and I hate to go back and I and I didn't want to interrupt you because the All Star race is tonight. But can you for our audience just break down as much as you can a little bit of how they did change? What were those changes for qualifying? What were the unique elements that were in place that aren't normally there 
um, for qualifying? So they did one round, just like you would do any week, one, one lap, and then, and then they take the top eight guys and they put them in a bracket, you know, one verse eight, two verse seven, and so on. And you went head-to-head with the guy in, in your round. They started you on pit road. You launched and went into a pit box. The pit boxes were set up side by side. You did the pit stop, and then you left pit road, no speed limit, got off a of turn two as you, as you would during a green flag pit stop, and then raced down the back straightaway and all the way back around to the start-finish line. So there was a pit stop element. There was a racing element, and uh, I I like that side-by-side, number one, that, that head-to-head. And I am also a big fan of the, you know, the bracket. I, I just think brackets are fun. I, I don't care if we're talking right now about the NBA playoffs. Um, you know, once we get into, you know, the NCAA tournament is, is the ultimate bracket. I'm just a big fan of, of one and done elimination and advance. And, uh, and so I thought that was a cool element of it. Fantastic folks. Spending time on the wait for hotline on this Sunday morning with Adam Alexander. He is social. Uh, you can always find him on Twitter at Adam numeral one, Alexander, all lowercase Adam numeral one, Alexander, all lowercase. We got Kyle Bush. His crew has him up front, but does that really matter in this race? I, I would say that that it's it's somewhat significant. Um, I mean, it, it always you know can be certainly, but but there's a couple of elements that make starting up front extra beneficial tonight. Number one, the the opening stage is only 25 laps. That's that's not a long run, and and so if you can maintain that position and and, and win that opening stage, uh, that that's going to put you in a great spot going forward throughout the rest of the night to be up front for that final stint of the race when you're going for the $1 million. The, the other thing is, and, and very limited practice time yesterday, so I don't know that we learned anything there, but the other you know part of starting up front is, is it's just hard to pass at Texas. This is a, a track that classically has, has been challenging to get around someone, you know, the dirty air, the, the turbulence that's in the air when you get behind another car just makes it, it difficult to make a move and get around them regardless if you're faster or not. So, you know, Kyle Busch has got a great car. He's got great speed. And, and then you give him that track position. He's really good at restarts. Um, I, I think this is a big advantage for Kyle Busch to go out and have a chance to win that opening stage. And if he does, as long as he can stay top 15 in, in the second and third stage, he'll start on the pole uh, when they're running 50 laps per million dollars. So I, I think all signs point toward, you know, Kyle Busch is, is the guy right now going into tonight's all-star race. It's Adam Alexander from FS1 joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. How would you explain this year so far? Um, if you had to pinpoint one or two things, is it the, the young drivers, the youth of the sport? Is it parity? Is it the next-gen car? What would you say it is right now as you look at the season so far? I would say, you know, a lot of the things you just said, and then they're, they're probably, you know, kind of all intertwined together. You know, the, the one word I would probably use to describe the year, not to ask me for one word, but it would probably be unpredictable. And, and I think we've had that, um, you know, with what you said, there's been a lot of parody. And so you, you've had 11 winners in 13 races. And, and some of them, there's, there's no way that we would have anticipated that they would be drivers that would be pulling into victory lane in the first half of the regular season. And, I mean, you can make a case for a lot of these guys, but 
if you were, were to predict, you wouldn't have, have said Chase Briscoe is going to win at Phoenix or Ross Chastain is, is going to win at Coda or Talladega. Ta- Talladega is obviously a little bit more of a wild card. Probably wouldn't have predicted, you know, Kurt Busch was going to be the third Toyota to win this year. And, and that's the case. The only guys that, that beat him to the punch, Kyle Busch and, and Denny Hamlin, he's won. And, and Martin Trex Jr. hasn't won. Christopher Bell hasn't won. So I, I think there's been a lot of guys win that we didn't expect. And, and so with that, the season has been unpredictable. And I, I would say that one of the big reasons why is the new car and it has balanced the competition and it's made, it's created uncertainties that have made the racing uh, and, and the race is outstanding. How, how about this 13 races, 10 of them, the pass for the win has happened in the final 10 laps. I mean, these races are going to the wire. So we, we've had drama and, and, and it's just been really hard to figure out who's going to be next. And, and, you know, tonight's not a points race, so you don't, you know, it doesn't have an impact on the playoffs. Uh, but, but I think next week at Charlotte, we'll pick up right where we left off with this unpredictability. Well, spending time on the waitfor.com outline with Adam Alexander, of course, with uh, Fox's coverage of NASCAR there in Texas uh, for the All-Star Race. Last week, Kurt Busch got a win for the uh, 2311 uh, racing team. Talk about the, get them getting that win. We, we always talk about the car and what it could mean for all teams, the other teams having a chance to be competitive and get wins. Um, and he drove to that victory last week. It was, it, it was big for that team. No question, and and you think about all the the new teams right now and the impact they're having. Colleague Racing running two cars full time, but part time last year they win a race with AJ Allmendinger. Uh, you know Justin Marks and, and Pitbull at Trackhouse, and they won twice this year uh, with uh, Ross Chastain. That's a brand new team started last year, and and then twenty three eleven. You win last fall with Bubba Wallace, and, and that's your first win in, in team history. And and here we are, you know, 20 races later or whatever it is, and Kurt Busch has pulled into victory lane, and, and they've not only won twice, but they've won twice with two different drivers, two different car numbers, and they are laying just quite a foundation for the organization. And, and I go back to Daytona of last year when Michael Jordan sat down with, with Michael Strahan and, and our group at Fox prior to the Daytona 500, and he said, we want to win. And I'm like, man, you just you just don't do that. You just don't start a team in NASCAR and come out winning. It's just not how it's worked in the history of the sport. And here we are 15 months later, and not only are they winning, they've won twice with two different drivers. And I think about all the hurdles you have to climb to be successful and, and to start a, a second team, um, you know, start a second car with your team, uh, that, that's a big undertaking, and and for them to be in this position and the way Kurt won, you know, it wasn't like they, you know, it was fuel mileage or you know, played strategy and it rained, and you know, it wasn't that. I mean, he led over a hundred laps, pretty much dominated the race and won. So, uh, the the foundation is really, really strong for that organization. You know, we sit here and listen to Adam. This just occurred to me when he was he was he was making that uh, analogy about Jordan, and that is by extension happening in a lot of other sports where you shake your head. You started off by describing this year as unpredictable and, and, and not being able to put your finger on one thing as to why things have happened the way it is, the changing nature of NASCAR as 
in total, and you know people aren't supposed to do what Jordan and that team have done. I'm just saying we've seen it across the board. We're talking. We start the show talking about the changing nature of college football with NILs and all of that, and it's just the way life is in sports in 20, uh, 2022. But my my question to you is this, Adam, because Sam and I brought the, he brought this up to me earlier in the show, and I just don't know what to think. We got an all-time great who I don't know if he gets the respect he's got for doing what he's done, seven championships, but the news came out, Jimmy Johnson qualified for the Indy 500. What am I to think about him? Is he going to start his, another whole other career driving in uh, you know, open wheels, or is he just kind of just continuing to do what he loves doing? But this is an all-time great who's – who's doing something a little bit different than what he's known for and yet not really making any noise on that side of the fence, but he's got the opportunity to do it. So, again, as I ask you, what am I to think? What are we to think if you're a NASCAR fan seeing this all-time great dipping his toe into open wheel the way he has? Well, I I think most just feel like you're immediately a fan of Jimmy over there and you have now a rooting interest, even if you're not an an IndyCar follower or fan, you know, I think immediately the NASCAR community will latch on to Jimmy because it's kind of like he's one of their own. And so, and, and I, I know there hasn't been a ton of fruit for, for Jimmy in IndyCar did the, the road course stuff last year. And uh, I, I think this is more in his wheelhouse. And I think we've seen some signs in Indianapolis, you know, this week, um, now that they're on the oval, that, that he's someone that could be a player. And, and obviously the oval thing is way more in his wheelhouse, given, you know, all the, the oval racing he did in NASCAR, you would think this is a much better setup for him uh, to have success uh, than, than on the road courses, even though he was, he was okay road racer when he was in NASCAR. So I'm anxious to see what he does this weekend. And, and to answer your question, uh, I feel like that this will help some NASCAR fans gravitate uh, to Indy uh, a week from today and and celebrate whatever success it is that, that Jimmy has and you know he's trying to you know join some some legends and winning you know both the Indy 500 and the, the, the Daytona 500 and and that would be pretty cool and it would be you know you talk about one of the greats all time he certainly has been that in NASCAR maybe the greatest ever. Uh, but but to add an Indy 500 win to his resume, given everything he's experienced in stock cars, would be truly amazing. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. Well, Adam, it's always great catching up with you. Uh, so glad you had some time for us this morning, especially with the all-star race. And things going. Is it hot out there? I understand Ross Chastain had a little dehydration on Friday during the truck race. Is it? Is that? Yeah, that you know, that was one of the big storylines last year, the heat, um, and it was really hot. Friday and yesterday, but a, a cool front last night, and, and today we're expecting highs in the 70s. Uh, lows got down the low 60s uh, last night in Fort Worth, so so should be a, a great day for the All-Star race and not near as, as hot and humid as it was last year. All right. Thank you, Adam, as hey. always. Hey, thanks, guys. Ha- have a great Sunday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 